Get your stats up and even know the truth hurt. Get your facts up. Yeah, we still playing hurt. Get your stats up. Bluff city, hoop city. Get your facts up. Huh? Keep it real with you, dog. No, no matter, matter what. what. Pre. Even if I'm injured, I'ma still lace them up. Pre. Sitting on the bench, it ain't no such thing as love. Pre. The playing hurt podcast, the, the only thing I trust. Pre. Cause it's only real when they do speak. Preach. Like Courtney Lee from three, it's good on release. Preach. It's grit and grind during playoff time. Preach. Playing hurt, hold it down for Memphis, Tennessee. Preach. Get your stats up, and even though the truth hurt, get your facts up. Yeah, we still playing hurt. Get your stats up. The sports talk heavyweight. Let's start the show. Bring the bell. Yo, what's going on, party people? Welcome to another edition of Playing Hurt. We are have a great topic for you, but first I'm joined alongside, as always, by my partner in crime, Drew Barrett. What's up, Drew? Man, I've really, really been on my grind this these past couple weeks. Like I've been telling you earlier, I'm super tired. Really <laughs> am. Well, here's here's the thing. So am I. And it's, it's crazy. So when we started doing the Playing Her podcast over on uh, Memphis Sport Live, mm-hmm. well, excuse me, MemphisSport.com, um, we had a whole lot of free time. We did. Now you busy. I'm busy. You got the WMR stuff. You got you a host, not hosting. You were producing hard bashing this past week, I do believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was doing that uh, last feeling, Friday and last Tuesday up here for about five six hours. Feeling um, for that, I'm up here now producing some Vanderbilt games mm-hmm. and Mississippi games as well. You're up here doing that. By up here, I mean Sports 56 WHBQ and 87.7. FM people, uh, then I have all the podcasts. You have the Daily Helmsman, I got Tri-State school. Defender, yeah. School, Dominoes, Dominoes. Also, yeah, you guys might have Drew delivering pizza to you. <laughs> Just call him and order and say we want Drew to bring us our pizza. Uh, so yeah, we we haven't been as regular no. on this podcast as we would like to be. And uh, we were going to do one on Saturday. Unfortunately, yeah. I had uh, family issues to take care of. My Uncle Ricky did die today. Oh, I'm sorry. He fought uh, bladder cancer as long as he could for as hard as he you know, mm-hmm. was able to. And unfortunately, he passed away right around one. So shout out to my Uncle Ricky, Big Rick, mm-hmm. up in heaven. Holla at you when I see you, homie. Thoughts um, and prayers are definitely with you, man. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, mom. By the way, got a doctorate. Did her dissertation, oh, defended her dissertation congratulations. today. So I got a doctor mom right now. So that's great. And uh, so all of that has just been keeping us from doing the podcast. Yeah. But we're here now. Yeah. And it's late. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's about, what, 10 o'clock? And I don't know if you got a chance to listen to any of the podcast from over the weekend, but when uh, Kevin brought it up, brought up our podcast, he's like, do y'all just do that whenever you feel like it? I'm like, no, nah, man. <laughs> we are some busy, busy people. Like he doesn't know what's going on. I know. It's like he's a complete stranger. There's no idea what's going on in our lives oh, or anything. That was, that was a jab at us. But we're busy, man. We are. We And we, we try and get in here. Once a week, usually on Saturdays when possible, so we can get it up. And, man, we just been running around. But we hope to get on a more regular oh, schedule. Yeah, what did I miss on Cerrito Live, by the way? Uh, you missed. Um, it was three man? hours, right? Yeah, we had a nice three-hour show. Uh, Kevin Life wasn't in. He had his da- uh, day off. Uh supposed to have Holly. She didn't come in, so we had. How, you know Holly was busy getting retweeted by The Rock? I, I saw that. Good grief. Oh my gosh! What a good, lucky, lucky person! Good for Holly. 
<laughs> from the I Love Memphis mm. Twitter account. That was awesome. But what what else did I We uh, Dustin Starr was in studio with uh, Stone Cold Beer Austin. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and so avid uh, wrestling fan and also I think he's head of uh, oh, Cash Shavers uh, yep. Tap. Uh, his name's... I don't know the name. Of, I don't know the name of the tap, but he's over at Cash Saver. Got the what's got the his, beer brewing. What's his first name? I can't remember. Taylor. Taylor. Taylor uh, James. Yeah, I go to. I'm good friends with his uh, younger sister Addie at the University of Memphis. Yes. No. She's yeah. also a journalist major and my uh, editor at the Helmsman. Got to so shout gotta out. Get her on. Yeah. I'll bring okay. Her. Yeah, bring her in. Let's talk to her about some things. Uh, so that was that was it. I'm gonna have to go back and give that a listen. It was pretty good. Uh, it. I got the I got the iTunes mm-hmm. so and I'm a subscriber to Cerrito Live and so I get Cerrito Live straight to my I get I get Cerrito device. Live this podcast and your uh, no bluffs no uh, just no bluff, bets just bets just bets uh, yeah. so I get a nice little notification every time y'all uh, <laughs> get a new one and I try to listen to them well yeah 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 definitely people subscribe 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 on iTunes or Stitcher I have iTunes on the computer mm-hmm. so when I get home on like. Wednesday nights I have nothing going on, uh, and before Modern Family pops off at eight o'clock, I get my I get my listens on. Love you know Modern what I'm saying? Family. That's my so show. So you guys, if you're listening on Cerrito Live, not Cerrito, yeah, CerritoLive dot com. If you're listening on CerritoLive dot com, thank you. But be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app to Cerrito Live. And you'll get this podcast on there as well, Drew. Where, real quick, where can the people find you? You man? can find me at on Twitter at dbarrett three six on Instagram at dbarrett one two three six. As CJ said, don't forget to listen to me every Tuesday and Thursday at WMR United to the Sports Desk uh, with Jacob Woloshin and JT Mullen for the greatest college perspective in sports. And don't forget to tune into Cerrito Live from eleven to one with me, CJ, and Kevin. And also. Uh, every Sunday, right here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM from 5 to 6 on the Blue and Gray Show with John Stacy. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Conradicalness on both of those. Holla at the show on Snapchat, simply playing Hurt. Um, What am I leaving off? Listen to me also on yeah. Saturdays, 11 to 1, Cerrito Live. And, uh, yeah, that's that's it. Real quick. I got a retweet from McDonald's. Really? Yes, How, I did. How'd you do that? I told them that I wanted Chick McNuggets at 10 o'clock. So I know breakfast is going on all day. Bring the lunch menu to all day. Let's do it. Can you not get McNuggets? No, you can't. It's, that's a lunch item? You can't get lunch items uh, until it's lunchtime. I've... You can't get a burger at McDonald's. See, I've fries. been wondering that. Like I, no, was roll- I was rolling up at McDonald's a couple of uh, mornings ago. On my way to one of my many, many jobs. And <laughs> I was like, you know what? It, it's it's about 10 o'clock. I mean, yeah, I'm still going to eat breakfast, but could I actually order a burger right now? No, you can't. You got to wait till 10. See, that's not, that doesn't seem very fair. If you're going to no, have breakfast all listen, day, you might as well have lunch and a. Uh, Jack in the Box does it uh-huh. all day, menu items all day long. Sonic does it as well. Where's the closest Jack in the Box from here? I don't know. I was in Nashville. I had Jack right. in the Box. Whenever I go to Nashville real late at night, mm-hmm. I stop at the Jack in the Box down the street from my house. Nice. And that that is what I proceed to eat. The, the closest Jack in the Box that I've seen here, closest to here, is probably in Birmingham. I think I believe. Uh, Nashville, close, Nashville. Well, I know, I know, but Birmingham. that's the that's the only one I've ever seen. I I don't spend too much time in Nashville, even though I would like to. You know. Yeah. No. It's, now that uh, I'm of age, would like to <laughs> like like to see what Broadway has to offer. Oh man. 
you know what? Now that I'm of age, I'd like to see that too. I've, <laughs> I, I've never hung out in Nashville. Not, really? not in my adult life. Never gone downtown in Nashville and hung out. Well, we're going to have to plan a trip together. But hey, maybe we can, uh, we can, uh, do a podcast from Nashville. Do a live podcast. Yeah. You know, I know some people up in Nashville really? who do bi- podcasts. Shout out to, uh, Breakfast. Uh, the Breakfast Podcast. Mm-hmm. This is uh, they some Nashville cats do a good job of giving different opinions and views on Memphis Grizzlies and the NBA in general. Okay, so uh, I'll have to hit them up and see about yeah getting with them and doing some things, make it real fun, real interesting. Uh, we got a great topic for you guys today. We're gonna talk about uh Memphis basketball, the the expectations for this season. And uh, we're going to just basically tell you why, you know, it's not not as bad as it seems. It's just not. Drew, you were at the first game. I was, and I'm actually very glad that we're doing this podcast after the first game because if we would have done this uh, Saturday before the game, my attitude and my uh, outlook on this season would be a whole lot dimmer than it is now. But after watching that first game, you kind of get the feel like, all right, all right, it's not actually going to be that bad. Now, is it going to be that great? <laughs> Only time will tell, but it's not as bad as I originally thought. You know, coming into the season, I was looking at the roster, and even at the game, looking at the roster, looking at the players, it's kind of like, have you ever seen Major League? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like when uh season's about to start and you, they, you have all the fans, and guys are looking through the newspaper of the roster, and they're like, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> That's literally what I was watching the game. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I had to keep pulling out my thing. My media guide and everything, kind of find people. I was like, these are literally people I've never even heard of. And it's been a while since you can say that about yeah. the Memphis basketball team. Memphis, as a as the city, has been and and it still is. They treat the basketball players specifically like like they're the jocks at their local high school. Mm-hmm. You know, they they get away with they don't get away with anything, but they get so much respect and they're revered to a certain mm-hmm. extent. And you don't get that with this team. This is this is the basketball team at your high school that you're like, ah, oh, yeah, these guys are gonna be bad. So ah, uh, whatever. Y'all are just regular people to us. There's no reason for us to to follow your every move and whim and everything like that. And I think football also has to play in that. Yeah. Play into that because uh, the total attendance announced was like eleven thousand. No, there's no way, ch- chance in hell, it was eleven thousand. There might have been five thousand people. Oh, really? In the FedEx Forum that night. Okay, but and actually, probably close to about three thousand actually stayed after the game to watch the football game on the jumbotron. <laughs> nice, oh, which I was really cool until on. the end. Man. Yeah, oh, Jake well. Elliott, if you're listening to this, tell us, tell me, how do you miss that? How how long was the kick? Wasn't it like forty eight? That's that's a long kick. Not that's for not Jake Elliott. Shot. It's a chip shot, friend. That is not a chip shot. Right before I get, we start talking about basketball, and I'll get off my football. So so, Barbara, I've never once questioned Justin Fuentes' play calling his whole tenure here at Memphis. But third and six, you're already in field goal range. You're on the left side of the field. Third and six, twenty. Uh, I think it's like. 26 seconds left to go in the game. You still have one timeout. Why do you not run the ball right, get the ball back in the middle field? Uh, I don't Third know. and six, call a timeout with three seconds left to go. I don't know. You think that would help? I think it would because uh, if you look at the kick, he had enough leg. He had enough leg to hit that thing from 50 yards. He just pulled it too far right. He overjudged it. I don't know if the wind might have played a factor, but he overjudged it, overkicked it to the right, and missed. Okay. I think if it would have been... Right in the middle, there's no way he would have missed it. 
Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Memphis, the Tigers are, have fallen out of the AP football top 25. Mm-hmm. And basketball-wise, they, they hadn't they even have, sniffed it. No. I looked uh, at some of these preseason rankings. And, you know, collegesportsmadness.com has Memphis right at 70. Uh, John Gassaway of ESPN Insider has them at 81. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's usually I where... I see Memphis right there in between the the seventy three to like eighty six mm-hmm. range, uh, and a lot of different uh, preseason prognications. And I hate preseason prognications for the passion, but we're we're at the beginning of the season, so let's let's look at them and talk about preseason expectations. Before we get started, is this actually a preview? No, this no. is a this is us telling Memphis fans to slowly back away from the ledge that they're on. Mm-hmm. Tiger fans, Tiger basketball fans have been on this, oh my gosh, this season is going to be abysmal mm. kick. I mean, since, I was the since, same way. Since Austin, I know it. And I'm refer- I'm thinking about the conversations I've had with you, yeah. John Harden, and other Tigers fans. Uh, Gil Worth of the OM Network, Kevin Cerrito, and you know, just, just how down Tiger fans in general are on this particular season. And it's, it blows my mind. It really it started when Austin Nichols mm. decided he was going to transfer. And that whole saga pops off, and it's like, oh, my gosh, we're losing Austin. Nothing is ever going to be the same. Tiger's going to suck. Fire passenger now mm. type of situation before the season gets started. And yet Austin transferring was a major blow. But he, he And, you know, the, the roster spot situation. But he transferred with within enough time, I think, for them to, you know, they had the whole summer it was, it and was practices June. It was June, to, to yeah. get ready for life without Austin, and I don't, I don't think that the season's gonna be that bad. I think they are a a bubble team as of right now. I like that. I, I being here as a University of Memphis basketball fan my entire life, any season you tell me before is we're gonna be a bubble team, I'm like, that's terrible, but. After all the situations that's gone down, the team's been bad, and how dismal I thought the season was going to be, being a bubble team right now actually makes me feel good because there's no chance in hell we were a bubble team last year. Oh, no. And coming into the coming into this season and last year up until Saturday, I definitely thought we had a better team last year. I was much more hopeful, and so were most Memphis Tiger fans about last year. You know, here, here's what gave me pause last year, and I wish I had a stood by my guns mm-hmm. on our preseason prediction projection last year. Uh, and it was just they were so young, mm-hmm. they were, and not not only young from a an age standpoint, they were young from a physicality standpoint. That their, their bodies hadn't matured yet, and they were young from an experience standpoint mm-hmm. as well. You lost the year prior to last year you lost four senior guards yeah. who did everything that was some ungodly percentage of the tigers production mm-hmm. uh from the 2013-2014 season and so you're losing all your scoring all your rebounding your defensive playmaking your your crunch time shot makers you're losing all of that when you lose the four senior guards mm-hmm. and then you bring guys in and it's like ah uh, they're not as experienced as no. they have been in the past. But you know what? They're experienced this year. And you look at what Kedron Johnson uh, was able to do some last year. Avery Woodson, Markel Crawford, Treshawn Burrell, all of them started at least 11 games mm-hmm. last year. So there's some experience on this roster. And Give me a team in college basketball. Give me a team with a lot of experience 
and I think that they can do some some pretty good things on the year. I definitely think they can too. You know, Shaq Goodwin's obviously the leader of that team. Uh, he, th- he had 15 points, nine rebounds, two assists uh, against Southern Miss. Um, Did he attack the offensive boards? That's really what I want Shaq to do this year. Not as much as I expected. He, did, like I said, he did have 15 points. Did play very physical, very good. But I don't recall any time of him actually backing down somebody. You know what I would like to actually see him and be. like a post move. Yeah, no, forget that. What do Shaq, you want? Shaq's not good enough to do that. He's not. I, I'm sorry if that bursts people's bubbles, and it, and it it irks me a little bit when people say, "Well, Shaq's got to get a post game." Shaq Shaq is athletic enough mm. to go get the ball yeah. off the rim. That's that's what I want Shaq Goodwin to do. Get extra possessions for the team, and he was doing that. I, okay, there's one good. great play that I remember is he. Uh, Went up for a shot, missed it, got the rebound, missed it again, got the sh- got the rebound again, missed it again. Unfortunately, but then <laughs> the ball starts to go towards out of bounds, and he dies for it. So he showed a lot of athleticism, a lot of uh, energy, and a lot of willingness to actually sacrifice his body, which is something I don't think we've seen mm-hmm. from Shaq Goodwin so far. I, I don't, I honestly can't recall a play like that that he's done. And see that that's the type of plays that that this Tiger team will need mm-hmm. from Shaq because honestly I think Shaq is the best player. He's not going to be the highest scorer on the team, I don't think, but he should lead the team from an emotional standpoint, from a an intensity standpoint, from mm-hmm. an all-out effort standpoint. 50-50 balls win and Shaq needs to get a lot of 50-50 mm-hmm. balls if uh the Tigers are going to be relevant in the American he definitely does. He's got to obviously have his strongest season since his freshman year. We saw him come in freshman year, you know, just tear everything up. And then, yeah, sophomore slump. Junior season last year was, it was okay. Not exactly what you wanted to see, but he's got to have his best season by far if this Tiger team is going to have a chance. And one thing I think that this Tiger team really has going for them right now is in uh, Alabama transfer Ricky Tarrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, Absolutely like a floor general out there. He, he was great running the offense. Uh, you actually had, you know, Kedron, yeah, he, he did okay last year, but he still wasn't full into the system, Wasn't uh, didn't play as well as you hoped. I think Ricky Tarrant could be a, a big difference maker for this team. Uh, he's a great scorer, good three-point shooter, and he knows how to get the ball around and knows how to find the open man. Uh, Tarrant, the two-lane slash Bama transfer, Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. You know, he had 51 double-digit scoring outings in his two years with Tulane and was playing pretty well at Bama before the injury. Um, and it's, it's – it, Kedron rounded himself around it. Wait, joke. Not Thank really. You. But <laughs> Kedron, you know, rounded himself into pretty decent uh, shape towards the end of last year. And I think he's a good guard. Mm-hmm. And you got him coming off the bench now. You have two guards and, and Tarrant – and Kedron Johnson, who, you know, there's not – I don't think there's too much of a drop-off between mm-hmm. those two. And so you can constant, you can bring them in and they'll take care mm-hmm. of the ball and get you into the offense and make the right decisions uh, with the basketball as far as where it needs to go and when it needs to get there. So I, I like you. I like Taryn a lot. Um, real quick, back on Shaq. Uh, second on the team in scoring last year. His 80 offensive rebounds was six best in the conference. That's per sportsreference.com. He was the American he is the American Athletic Conference career leader in offensive rebounds with 169. Granted, 
the American's only been around for three years, yeah. but but still, and he's also the leader in uh, career total rebounds at four fifty two, um, and he's second team all conference preseason mm. right now. So with Tarrant and and Goodwin, as as well as with uh, Johnson and Woodson and Crawford and Burrell, they have a lot of experience at mm-hmm. key positions, mm. which is something they didn't have last year. You no. know, you look at what they were trying to replace last year. The the uh, seniors, the four senior guards, accounted for 77% of the team's assists in 2013-2014, 56% of the team's scoring in 2013-2014. 65% of the team steals in 2013 and 2014. So they're replacing over 50% of their production mm-hmm. from last year. And there were in 2013-2014, only six players played over 20 minutes. And that was Shaq and Austin. Yeah. And so last year they were trying to find themselves, not only as a team, but individual players were themselves trying to find themselves and find not only what their role was going to be in the Memphis Tigers system, but what they were going to be as collegiate basketball players. Mm. And so, you know, it's, it's one thing to to be a high school baller and go out there and hoop, man. Which is one of the main points, I think, with we brought up last year during yeah. these uh, this during our Tiger basketball talks was that we had a lot of great high school basketball players. We didn't have a lot of great college basketball players because they hadn't been able to uh, transition their game into college basketball. But one player that I think has done a phenomenal job of that, especially of the offseason, is Trayshawn Burrell. Watching him play Saturday, you could tell that he's figured out the, how to play college basketball and how to be a dynamic, effective player. Made a lot of uh, energetic uh, plays. I don't have his box score up right in front of me because I left it in the car and it's pouring down rain. There's a <laughs> darn way I'm going out there and getting it. But he played he he played very productive minutes, and I'm very glad to see Trayshawn Burrell make that, finally make that turn into the type of player that we thought he could be out of high school. Yeah, and it's, again, it's one thing to do it in high school. It's another thing mm-hmm. to do it in college, and you've got to get that college experience in order for you to you know know how to handle yourself in certain game situations. And so going out there and getting, as as bad as it might seem, going out there and getting slaughtered by Wichita State to open the year last year and then having some of those other losses. Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin. Baylor. Good grief. Uh, the list goes on and on yeah. and on. But having those losses as well, I think really helped the Tigers this year mm. because, you know, they, they got the experience now. And they're, they're ready, I think, to – to reach the potential that individually Burrell and Woodson and Crawford and Goodwin and Johnson, Mm. I think they're ready to reach their individual potential, which will help them reach the potential they have as a team and as a unit. Mm. Well, I think the seniors, they're going to be great, but going into Saturday's game and going into the season, one of the main things I've been concerned is with all these freshmen. I think there's seven total freshmen on this uh, Tiger basketball roster. And how many, the, how many of them saw a run? Was it just the the Lawson twin? No, Lawson uh, we twins, saw Lawson kids. we uh, I think five of them played. Oh, Actually, really? got to play uh, okay. some minutes. Um, but bringing up the Lawsons, they were one of my big, you know, concerns about the year. Are these guys is really, really as good as they are supposed to be? Are they good enough to where we should hire their dad as assistant coach just to <laughs> just to get him whether he brings anything to the table or not? Obviously, he was a pretty good high school basketball coach, but 
like we've already stated with players, the exact same way with coaches. There's a big difference between high school and collegiate level. But the Lawson brothers, they're for real. They are just as good as people are saying. And I think that we still have not, especially through one game, we have not seen all that they can do. Diedrich, that's a lanky, lanky dude. His arms probably reach below his knees. Oh, he has got the longest Tayshaun arm. Prince arm. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking like, you know, wobbling him down there. I Does mean, he have enough weight to bang? No, he's he's not he's not big enough yet. I think it's going to be about a year or two till he fully fills out. But I don't see that much of a. There's going to be a slope him replacing Austin at that four position. But you know, I honestly don't know if there's another freshman in the country that you would want to have to replace that type of productivity than Diedrich, who just showed phenomenal athleticism. He had a pretty good shot when uh, he was outside of the box. So. I think Diedrich's going to be for real, and KJ Lawson played some good minutes. He did. I think he wasn't as productive, but you could tell it's there. He had a few missed shots that just went in and out, and that will uh, correct itself over time. So these Lawson brothers, they're good, and I'm really excited to see them. How they, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Progress. Progress. Thank there you. we go. It's it's pretty late. I'm sorry. Oh, it's man. past my bedtime. It is so past my bedtime. Uh, I got the issue. I'm hungry now, and I'm trying to watch what I eat. But there's nothing healthy you can eat at this time of the night. Go home and cook, man. That's what I always do. I cooked before I came in here at uh, five o'clock and brought myself my chicken breast. Well, and, I had a nice lunch and a salad, and I wasn't and I wasn't hungry. Mm-hmm. And usually, if I'm not hungry. I just go to sleep. Yeah, but I can't, you know, go to sleep hungry. No, that's that's un-American. I think. it is. <laughs> So, yeah, I got to figure out what I'm going to eat. First world problems, man. Man, so many problems in the first world. Not really. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the Lawson's look good. Just just adds some some more dynamic players, skill players uh, out there on the court for the Tigers. And when you look, when I looked at the schedule and I looked through it and I was wondering, like, okay, what's, what's the realistic expectation? Because Tiger fans are running around here and you would think, well, I think, from the way Tigers fans make it seem, like Tigers only gonna win like fifteen games. <laughs> Some of the Tiger fans terrible. I know have been talking like we're only gonna win ten games. Good grief! But no, I looked at it and you look at the American, and when you think about the fact that only two AAC teams made the turning last season, SMU and Cincinnati, if I'm not mistaken, and which SMU cannot make the well, see, tournament this year. That's the thing. So SMU can't make the tournament, but there's they, a win against SMU will still count as a quality win. It will. You know, they still have Larry Brown there, and they had they managed to bring back Nick Moore and Marcus Kennedy. Oh, I hate Nick Moore. Oh, man. <laughs> Little Latino-looking thug. Thug? He, he just plays like a thug, and it makes you want to – like, he plays so dirty. How, how do you play like a thug? He plays dirty, man. He just has that – he has that essence of, him, of himself, like, yeah, I'm the baddest mother out here, and I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to be – I'm going to foul. I'm going to play as dirty as possible. And it – I just – now, if he was on my team, I'd probably be okay with that. <laughs> but he's not on my team, which means I hate him. I feel you because I, I strongly dislike Della Vadova from mm-hmm. the Cleveland Cavaliers, and it's for the exact same reason. I, he plays ball. I call him Dirty Deli. Mm-hmm. He's just dirty, and Nick is is quickly hitting mm-hmm. that reputation as well. But, you know, they're out there, and I, they're, they're the hands-down favorite uh, to win the regular season title, and mm-hmm. unfortunately they won't be able to do anything after that. No. So you're looking at them being a team that is 
not arguably better, but probably better than the Tigers mm-hmm. right now. You look at UConn and the things that they've been able to do and what Ali's been able to do as far as getting players in, Kevin Ali been able to do as far as getting players in and keeping that UConn tradition going. They didn't make the tournament last year. It was a down year from them also. Well, last year was, I believe, what, only the first real um, Kevin yeah. Ali team. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see what he can do if he's uh, a coach worthy of all the money they're paying him because mm-hmm. he got paid after that championship. Oh, he did. Um, and so that's a team who I think you could pit above Memphis as well. Don't forget about Tulsa, James Woodard, and Shaquille Harrison. They form a more than formidable one-two punch. And that's it for me as far as teams I would place clearly ahead of Memphis. Um, Temple, a lot of preseason folks have Temple ahead of Memphis as well. Mm-hmm. But I think they lost too much when uh, Willing, Will, uh, Will Cummings left. First team all conference player last year and a great from three pointer. Huge from three pointer. Top ten in the American last year in uh player efficiency ratings per sportsreference.com. So and then you got Cincinnati. And I don't know if Cincinnati is necessarily better than Memphis, but they I mean Memphis they played, split with Cincinnati last year. They played this bully ball they and do. it just gets, you know, under Memphis's skin and mm. under Passenger's skin because they just play that dirty bully ball mm. where they're pushing people around move, physically moving you out of position which you shouldn't be able to do but Cincinnati boy they go out there and they brawl on the mm. court and I like that about them and I just think that would be a tough game but when you look at it if Tigers go 3-4 and four versus the, the preseason top four teams in the American Athletic Conference they're on pace to you know be better than they like, were last year. With eleven conference, with well, excuse me, more than eleven. With last year, they had ten. Thirteen. They were ten and eight in conference. Thirteen conference wins, mm-hmm. and so that to me, that's great. And you got thirteen conference wins. You only need seven out of conference wins. And I looked at the schedule, and, and I found seven games that they could win. Yeah, and so that gives you twenty right there. And a twenty win Tiger team. I don't know if that's good enough to go to an NCAA tournament, but that's NIT worthy and that's bubble worthy, and that's where I think the Tigers are right now. And this it's year. better. Twenty wins is better than last year. You know, that's kind of the mark that to have a good season in college basketball is twenty wins, but not really here in Memphis. It's uh, it's got to be over twenty wins. And last year, I think it was the first uh, season where you haven't had twenty wins since two thousand, and actually, I think it was ninety nine two thousand. So that was a big letdown. So twenty wins. That's gonna that that'd be better as long as we are better this year as as long as we keep rebuilding, then I'm fine with it. Looking like you said, we only have to have seven non-conference wins. Already already have one. Looking at the non-conference schedule, the only two teams that you really look at and are like, all right, maybe maybe those are losses are Oklahoma number eight ranked Oklahoma, who we're only a four point underdog to uh, tomorrow night, and Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, everybody, other big non-conference games you got, Louisiana Tech, Ole Miss, uh, UT Arlington, who the Tigers played in the first round of the 2008 um, NCAA tournament. Um, You got Gramlin State, uh, SEMO, Manhattan, uh, Southern, IUPUI. Ooey-pooey, baby. Yeah. Southern, if I'm not mistaken, Southern just knocked off Mississippi State. Did they? I do believe. Hmm. Yeah. All right, well, maybe Southern might be a little bit challenging. <laughs> but I'm, I don't keep up with uh, SEC basketball as well as I probably should have being here in SEC country, and I'm not really that familiar with the Mississippi State Bulldog basketball program down there in Stark, Vegas. But 
Yeah, I just uh, well, I heard because I was running the boards for mm. the Vanderbilt game. Marcus yeah. call you and start crying. <laughs> <laughs> was that on Saturday? No, it was like just now, like oh. minutes before the show got. Oh, I was started. about to say was, that was on Saturday. Marcus might might have been over the ledge having that terrible loss to Alabama, and then uh, his uh, basketball team losing too. No, uh, yeah, they 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 lost to Southern today. Oh. All right, Southern might be a little bit of a challenge. But still, there's seven teams on there that Memphis can beat. Yeah. And should beat. And they will be favored, you would think, in all the games except for Ohio State and this Oklahoma game mm-hmm. out of conference. So they're supposed to win those games. And the complaint about Passner is he doesn't win the the big game, yeah. the game against the good teams. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play a whole lot of good teams. And he's not going to play a whole lot, a ton of them this year. Mm-hmm. And so I think that Memphis, you know, will surprise fans yeah. with – 2021 wins this year. And I would like that. And starting with, I think it could honestly start tomorrow. I'm actually pretty positive, feeling kind of positive about tomorrow, especially after seeing them play Southern Miss. I know it's Southern Miss, and they're on that, still on that uh, two year self penalty um, during the NCAA investigation. So they're down, but even against a bad team, you can still see good things. You can still see what players have to offer. So. I'm actually kind of looking at a very close game tomorrow against Oklahoma. And who knows? Maybe Oklahoma's looking past us. I don't know who they got on their schedule next. They probably got a bigger non-conference opponent than us. But, it, you know, anything could happen. It could be an actual upset, and the Tigers could possibly get it done. And if that happens, man, this city's going to go crazy. Support's finally going to be back to the basketball team. (laughs) We're not going to be a football school anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> and that, you know, that is crazy. Memf- well, Oklahoma plays Memphis tomorrow night. They open their season with Memphis, and then they get McNeese State. Okay. Well, maybe there's not too much looking past this. Then, no, but. no, no. They, well, you know, it's a, their first game of the year. Yeah. Why are they playing so – they're starting the season off pretty late. I don't know. I have no clue. Well, I, was looking, I was looking at yesterday. Uh, Memphis started their season, I think, five days later last season. They did that this year. Yeah. Uh, schedules. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? I'm not an AD. I don't know all that stuff. <laughs> I'll have to call Tom Bowen and ask him for some pointers and what he's doing. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys, Tiger fans, have, have backed away slowly. Hopefully, hopefully, Drew and I helped you back away from that ledge that you guys are so dangerously close to. Uh, and that does it for this week's episode of Playing Hurt. For Drew, I'm CJ. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a wonderful and blessed day.